All right, everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. It has been six days as of Thursday, December 23rd, since the last New York Rangers hockey game. So what do we have to talk about then, you might ask? The answer is Jacob Truba, and here to break it all down with me is his biggest fan, Ava. How's it going, Ava? It's going good. It's going good. So, Jacob Truba, you're (laughs) quite honestly his biggest supporter. I've never seen someone support a player like Truba. <laughs> I mean, of all players, why support for him rather than like, I don't know, maybe, you know, the God of the team, Adam Fox or <laughs> Panarin, you know, it's fair. Why Truba? Okay. So it all really started. I went to a game at Nassau Coliseum Rangers Islanders. It was mm-hmm. The game where Mika had that overtime winner where Georgiev was in net right after Igor got into the car accident. Pre-COVID. Like, yeah, right before COVID, like a yes. month before the shutdown. And I was actually there and it was a great experience, um, which is funny because we were all expecting Igor to play, but he got into the car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was the game with the Truba train hit, his hit on Dal Cole. Yes, and that's right. It was in my direct line of view and at that point I was like the Truba girl but I was Henrik Lundqvist was it which makes a lot more sense than Jacob Truba so you you were you were like am I right in assuming you were totally against getting rid of Lundqvist in the offseason that offseason yeah I wanted to get rid of Georgiev instead yeah (laughs) okay cool Um, that's what I that's what that was my position but go ahead continue so that game, we, you know, we went down for warmups and everything. Truba had slammed into the glass, like right by where we were standing, which was really mm-hmm. cool. And then, you know, we go up to our seats and, you know, the game's going on and we see the hit and like, I gasped. It was insane to see in person. And then obviously Pajot, his first game as an Islander comes in and it starts trying to fight him. And I'm like, that's not going to end well. Of course. Um, I mean, you just saw the, the open ice hit. He just laid out, laid on uh, the call. Former top five overall pick. And he's just crashed on the ice. I was like, so, this is not going to end And then this well. little guy, Pajot, just comes up and thinks he's going to take take on Jacob Truva. Okay. As proven, it did not work. Um <laughs> but I just we lost we were losing our minds I was there with my friend um, my dad and her dad and you know we're all losing our minds because you know getting to see an NHL fight live is just a whole different atmosphere Uh so you know we're getting to watch this and I'm like that's awesome (laughs) was that like your first game like no it was the first non-MSG game oh okay it was really really cool and really awesome to see and I've always liked players who are heavy hitting the fighters like that's always kind of been like a thing for me Mm -hmm. it was goalies and then the gritty guys and you know just seeing that live and I was like you know what so once Lundqvist was gone I was like you know what Truba (laughs) that's That's it it. Truba because of that you'll never forget that that moment okay so let me ask you, were there, it always looks like it, but 
were there actually more Rangers fans than Islanders fans there? Um, I, I mean, it was weird, though, because it was, like, almost separated by section. It was so strange, because obviously that couldn't have been planned. Yeah, of course. You would look, and there's a section of Islanders fans, and then there's a section of Rangers fans. Like, I know it looks like a lot more, but I really don't, like, it was pretty even. It was pretty even. even. Though it was, I think it was a lot louder when the Rangers scored, but that's my completely unbiased opinion. <laughs> probably, it's probably louder because everyone else is silent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. And there's no goal horn, right? Mm-hmm. For the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that was always an interesting thing. Like, um, you know, Rangers Islanders games in Long Island. I always see a bunch of Ranger fans in the crowd. Always. Oh, always. yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that it was like split up by by like section. So that I mean, obviously they can't plan it like you said, but unless they unless like the people that bought the tickets, like the groups of people that bought the tickets was so massive, was so large that it took up like literally sections. Yeah. I don't know if you follow baseball, but the oh, Mets have yeah. a thing, um, a bunch of fans called the Seven Line Army, and mm-hmm. they have um they book tickets right to like a section they'll make road trips they'll go to the to city field which is the Mets home ballpark obviously um and they always take up right center field like that that whole section it's always just orange and then like sometimes on the road you'll see a whole section of just orange right so they'll book all the tickets for like sections a through i don't even know p something i don't even know probably more a through z let's just go with that we'll go so with that. <laughs> yeah Unless it was like that, but I mean, Seems like what you're off. like what you're saying about Truba that he's a physical player. Physicality seems to be a dying aspect, not completely dead, but a dying aspect of today's hockey world, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. Considering Truba lays hits and then gets you know harassed for it, <laughs> um, both on and off the ice. Yeah, it's insane the dude's paranoid now you see him before he makes a hit he, he looks behind him and he's like gotta make sure no one's gonna pounce on me um that's why i liked nashville because you know he had that clean hit and no one really you know fought him for it because they knew it was a clean hit and you know obviously there was no injury to it what's the point right right but yeah i think the physical side of it, it is nice to see that there are still some players out there that carry that, I guess, almost legacy of of doing that. Like in the, the 90s, the Rangers had Jeff Bukaboom. And I believe in the 80s, it was like Bobby Beck, Barry Beck. I forget the guy's name. Beck was the last name. Um, and he was like literally a, a refrigerator on skates and he would just destroy people. Um, but yeah, Bukaboom in the 90s. Uh, with a name like that, how could you not be a bruiser? Oh, and then yeah. also, also, I think the Rangers wanted uh, Dylan McElrath to be what Jacob Truba is. So in a way, Jacob Truba is what the Rangers wanted Dylan McElrath to be. Like a big body that could clear the puck out of the, the front of the net, to clear the bodies or whatever, you know what I mean? Move the screens out, out of the way. And Truba's been doing a great job of that this season. Honestly, it's been his best season as a Ranger. He gets a lot of flack for that contract of his. Um, and I was pretty skeptical of it until I saw pretty much his play has improved each and every game this season. 
remember the uh, overtime game against Dallas? Yes, I remember the overtime game against Dallas because my mentions were flooded, flooded. I literally had to turn off my phone completely because I was just constant notification of notification. Come collect your guy. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but it was Panarin's fault, actually, honestly. Exactly. It's Panarin- hard to, it, it is really difficult to, I don't expect anyone to admit something anything is Panarin's fault because he's so damn good and he does so damn much. But like, I mean, in that instance, like he made a, a bad play and it, it was just as much Panarin's it. fault. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good on Trouba's part either, but I mean, Panarin's decision kind of set up the whole thing, but you know, that was like game three, game two, no Ew. game two, game two of the season. And we're already what, like 30 games in. It feels like it's been forever since the game, but it has been, it has been. The NHL is now not going to the Olympics. He confirmed that not going to the Olympics. Unfortunately, you know what they should do? They should have their own Olympics, like play it here in the United States. I'll watch it. I'd watch it. Yeah. Have it at the garden. Oh, (laughs) have it at the garden. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd I'd still watch it. Cause Ah, man, the Olympics, like the last time in 2014, the USA, the Russia game against um, the the United States, that was one of the greatest hockey games I've ever watched. I was screaming like, oh, she kept scoring goals in the shootout. I was like, I was on edge. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to lose. No, they're going to lose after this, after all this that happened, after all this, they're just going to, they're just going to lose. And then, oh, she's just like, no, not today. And he scored four, five (laughs) goals, like in a row. And he's just like, no, I will not let the American people die. TJ Oshi. I have immense respect for that man, even though oh, he plays for the Capitals. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But yeah, it's sad that the Olympics are no longer happening. So what? what is it now? They're not even going to have a break. They're going to fill in. I'd imagine they'd fill in the two-week period with games, right? I mean, I think they're going to try to. Um, or because... I don't know. There might take one of one week to just have it as like a rest week of COVID and like recoup. But I but yeah, they have the all-star break too though, right? Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. That'll be a uh, little easier to maintain though, at least. So make sure you vote Jacob Truba for captain. <laughs> oh my God. I did write him in for one. That's funny. I did. That's, I voted him funny. 10 times. He's going to have 10 total votes <laughs> Ten total votes. Yes. If you do it every day, though, I mean. Oh, that's a good point. It's a good point. I should get on that. <laughs> exactly. 10, 10 votes a day. And then however many days left until the voting stops. There you go. You got a good chance. You'll have a certain percentage of it. Not like not like a, a 1%, but like maybe a 0.01%. 0.01% people voted <laughs> for Jacob Truba. In parentheses, it was just Ava. <laughs> it was just Ava. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I voted for Kreider for for captain. So did I, uh, the other days. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so we'll we'll admit we'll admit that. Uh, yeah, I think I thought it should have been Kreider. I, I think I voted for Kreider. I think so. I don't even remember. Did I, think I vote I voted for Kreider mostly? But I also there was a couple of days where I voted goalies in every division just because I think uh-huh. that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. Has there been a goalie captain for uh, these these hockey uh, the All Star game? Was Carey Price a goal? Uh, a I don't know. I remember Hank was an alternate one year. Yeah, Hank was uh, when they did the fantasy draft in 2012 because Alfredson did it. It was in Ottawa, and Alfredson was one of the captains, and 
because they're both Swedish, they uh they picked him. That was the year Gabrick uh did the snipe on uh on Longquest. Oh, that was a good all-star game too. Love that. I just hope they, they do like the skills competition and stuff like that. Um, That's what I've been saying, because people are like, oh, like specifically Trevor Zegers. So I was like, that kid was built for the, the freaking skills competition. Oh yeah, yeah. They have he to do the built for that. It's got to be like he's got to do the um the one where you could dress up with props and stuff like the one Ovechkin one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the one where uh, Subban dressed up like he wore Yager's wig or whatever. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. I that's like my fa- that one's my favorite. That and like when they have like the little nets, you know, you know what I mean. Like and they have to clear like the little bar. That's hard to do. No, yeah. Very very difficult to do. The Sedins were pretty good at that. Mm. Um, who else was good at that? I forget who else was good at that. Uh, Kane, Patrick Kane was like amazing at like uh, stick handling between the pucks or whatever. That was incredible. Um, I love that. That one was like one of my favorites. Like where like you have, it's like a bunch of players like have to complete all of that in a certain amount of time or whatever. I love yeah. that. But yeah, but All Star Game, All Star Game week. Um, that'll be that'll be fun but yeah so many games have been canceled recently it's so sad it's so sad i miss hockey yeah that's what i said i miss hockey (laughs) but what i mean again like other than jacob truba what are we gonna do talk about (laughs) spider-man uh we can exactly that's exactly what we're gonna talk about phone to pick (laughs) but um i mean before we talk about no way home i should issue a spoiler warning for those who haven't um seen it yet so spoiler warning you have been warned and uh just to make it easier for you i'm also going to put the ad right here you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen No Way Home yet, stop listening to the podcast and go go watch it if you don't want to be spoiled if you don't care then whatever keep listening but uh yeah you say no way home is the best marvel movie i do i do say that why it was the perfect balance and it was i think it was the perfect way to keep everyone happy even if you know it was yeah it was you know the perfect movie for just spider-man fans in general but it was also a great segue for MCU fans. And I really enjoyed how... Uh, Because the multiverse? Yes, the multiverse. And I liked how, yes, they brought Andrew and Toby back and they brought all these villains back. I really enjoyed, though, the development and the arc of Thomas Peter Parker because his first two movies, they they were about him, but, like, you know, first movie you're sharing the screen with RDJ yeah and it's about him you know trying to be a superhero and then far from home was about is he going to be the next iron man is he going to do this how does he feel about tony what about this and it like i feel like he hadn't really had his chance to shine and this movie really 
gave him that opportunity. I will agree, I will agree that this movie was the one where it was it felt like it was actually about Spider-Man and not uh, Iron Man. <laughs> and not Iron Man. Yes, yes. Uh there was just I I thought it was a really good movie. I thought they did a really nice job with it. Again, yeah. Best part for me when Toby and Andrew came back. To me, Toby Maguire is the best Spider-Man and it's not close. Like I, there's nothing, I don't have anything against Andrew or Tom. They do, they both do great jobs with it, but I grew up, I'm 21 years old. I've watched Spider-Man two and Spider-Man, the 2002 and 2004 versions, like over and over and over again. Like I have each and every scene, like pretty much ingrained into my mind. My mom and I, we always quote the stuff, like not even from like the main scenes, from like the supporting scenes, like with J- Jameson or with um, Mr. Dinkovich, the, the rent guy. <laughs> There is an actual subreddit on Reddit, right? Obviously, of Raimi memes. Sam Raimi is the director of those Spider-Man movies, one, two, and three. We know Spider-Man 3 sucks. Yes, I, I, I am aware of that. I am aware of that. And I think a lot of people get turned off by, you know, Maguire's acting in that movie. Um, but you can't, you can't get turned off by the fact that he was great in one and two. Yeah. So, I mean... There's like memes for literally every line of dialogue in the movies for each for like every day. They're like coming up with a meme for for that. I, I think that's what it is, unless I'm getting confused with another subreddit. But yeah, I, I will also say it has the most iconic scene in cinematic history, which is Toby dancing. <laughs> there's been, there's iconic scenes in like all the the, the movies. So, I mean, I iconic in like infamous way is is the the dancing because it's just so cringe it's so awkward to so watch. cringe but in spider-man one you had this scene the upside down kissing scene like down okay. the alley that's a great scene and then in spider-man 2 which is my favorite scene like pretty much ever the train scene where uh spider-man's got to save the people from the train and fight doc ock and then stop the train like that is just to me oh like my heart races every single time I watch that that scene, even though I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, exactly. But um, I like No Way Home, but go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to tell you, Andrew, because I'm very, I this is this is it because everyone loves him now. And he's a good actor, just period. He's a, he's a phenomenal actor. Everyone loves him now, and you know he's all over, and it's Andrew this, Andrew that. I've been fighting for my life by saying he's my favorite spider-man for years i never had anything wrong i never had anything against him it's just that the movies themselves were it was not the greatest storytelling great peter parker he played that role really really nice and i also think he's my favorite because his spider-man is in my opinion the most accurate because the scene where he's fighting lizard and Mm -hmm he first wraps the webs around him. We see him actually crawl around him like mm-hmm. a spider. And then the scene in the sewers where he actually makes the web and lays on it and waits for. Yes. He, does he feel which one vibrates? Yeah. And, feel which one vibrates. Yes. Yes. Which is what a spider does. And I think that plus his, you know, phenomenal job as Peter Parker was just, I think he's the best Spider-Man. I don't think he has the best movies, but I think he's mm-hmm. the best spider <laughs> A lot of people say, like, Tom Holland is the best, 
and don't get me wrong, Tom Holland does a great job. Uh, I, I haven't seen I, enough of him yet. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of him yet. I, I, it's not enough about him. Like, exactly. No Way Home he's like, is he's the Avenger. Like, yeah, they need to stop with that because Spider Man's such an important superhero like character because people like our age it's like it's the message that anyone could be a superhero right doesn't matter if you're rich or famous like like uh bruce wayne or uh tony stark you know what i mean or if you're like injected with a super serum like captain america or if you're indestructible like superman this is just like some nerdy kid uh not a care in the world this is that's the actual line from the first spider-man that got bit by a spider and now is you know kind of has the responsibility to the obligation to save people to do that job um but yeah like seeing seeing that seeing that it's like important for for children to see that's why i i was like so obsessed with the those movies back when i was little and i mean the emotional side of it is important too. And I don't get that with, with Tom Spider-Man. It's completely yeah. comic book accurate. It's like perfect, complete representation. Everything you see from the comic books, it's like that come to life on a screen. And for comic book fans, that's great. But I think for the average viewer, those movies aren't as good as like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah. movies. You're 100% right. And the common argument I see is, um, you know, Toby was a good Spider-Man. Andrew was a good Peter Parker, and Tom's the best at both. No, nah, they were good. They were all good at. They were all. They, they all were, had good all things good about everything. Actually, Toby had that awkward sense to him, just like you know, the com- the, like the, like the, the what Peter Parker should be. Like I felt like that's that's what he should have been. Um, and then Andrew, you know, like I said, like the accuracy of an actual spider, which is something that i've always loved to say yeah he was good i hate spiders (laughs) i hate spiders um and then obviously tom now tom is great i just think that they spent so much because yeah he's been in quite a few movies in the in the mcu already but i think so much of that was about him and tony and about him being an avenger and wanting avengers exactly it was the whole avengers arc and i it wasn't really like the Spider-Man movies. It was, this is Avenger, you know, 17 year old kid. You, mm-hmm. know, you don't Rock. really, you don't feel like the consequences that he faces and stuff like that yeah. you, because it, and I think a lot of that goes to like the goofy kind of storytelling. Not that it's, that it isn't hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Like, like the, like in the second, in, what is it? Far from home when they're on the plane and like they all get seated differently or whatever like that's literally hilarious it's so funny but like that stuff doesn't happen with like like toby or andrew's spider-man movies which i almost think i like it was a better balance of the comedy and you know superhero movie especially with andrew specifically because like that one scene where he comes in with like his face all messed up and he's like i was cleaning the chimney she's like we have no chimney. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the smaller things. You don't have to make a big thing out of it. I feel like, but um, but again, I think he grew. Uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker definitely grew as a character. His arc was finally there in this movie. We got to mm-hmm. see the darker side of him when he went over and you know tried to kill Norman. Yeah. Um, and again. This movie, the far from home, was not far. 
yeah no no way home was specifically um like it's a disney it's disney Mm -hmm. that's what i think is the main difference is that you can tell tom's movies are disney they have disney aspects the funniness and that's a good yeah that's a good way to look at it it's it's goofy but you know i really i respected that they kept the arcs of the characters like i'll give you an example okay so doc ock right the end of spider-man 2 from 2004 he isn't like an actual supervillain, right like he's just he, it was a science experiment gone wrong and the chip on his bat on his neck broke and he has no control over his over his uh his arms um the end of that movie the the winning the the way like peter's spider-man saved the day was using empathy to convince him that he's in control and that you know to do the right thing you have to give up your dreams uh sometimes even if you don't like it or whatever to do what's right we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most even our dreams. That's, that's exactly what he said. Word for word. That's what he said. Um, so Doc Ock takes the, whatever the sun and drowns it and saves the day. They continued that arc. So they had him still, you know, kind of be that hero side of it. Once, once Peter, once Tom's Peter fixed his uh, inhibitor chip, then he's like, he, he starts to help. He he's incredibly grateful. He doesn't like turn like uh, Norman did. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kept that going. They kept it consistent, which I really respected. And then they had they even had Toby and Alfred Molina, who's the actor for Doc Ock, of course, like talk to each other. And I thought that was like just the icing on the cake. I thought that they did a nice job with that. And I really appreciated that. It was I think they managed to keep the storylines and keep the balance while also adding their own goofiness to it, because, you know, on top of the Statue of Liberty when, you know, he's like, I, I fought an alien. And Andrew's like, I want to fight an alien. And just the back and forth. The Literally, I could have listened to 20 more minutes of that conversation. I know. So funny. I know. Like, for, for real. For real. They That was the banter between the three of them was great. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I didn't know I needed this. Like Exactly. And, like, when he shot, when Toby shot his webs and they're like, how did you do that? <laughs> just the little little subtle goofiness are are you gonna do you have your suit or are you gonna are you gonna fight as a cool youth pastor like just the little things that were going on and it was just a really good balance of a way to add their own disney to it but Uh still keep the storyline and the arc of these characters they had to have like like one of those subredditors like on there for Raimi memes because like they brought back they brought back uh you know I'm something of a scientist myself that mean that's that's one of the best memes formats that's one of my favorite meme formats and the they had uh Toby mention that his back hurt like from Spider-Man 2 when he falls down after he gets his powers back he falls down hits the two cars and he's like oh, my back my back that that's amazing that was like I was just, just the like little things. internally just the little clapping. Things. Just the little details. Yeah. But for me personally, No Way Home is not the best Marvel movie. That title belongs to the Winter Soldier. That's my that's my number two. So that's a good one, right? I, I think that one's criminally underrated. That's the movie that I can watch over and over again. Like uh-huh. I I could sit through that movie and watch the entire thing and never get bored. Yeah, it's, this this I mean that has humor to it too. 
but not every scene has humor to it. You know what I mean? No Way Home is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a solid Spider-Man movie. Of the three Spider-Man movies that Tom did, easily the best one. They keep getting better, Tom Spider-Mans. They keep getting better. Easily the best one. And I I mean, I, I like that they, you know, there's certain there's a certain appreciation to like have Spider-Man be in the Avengers, right? Yeah. But like the sub the sub storytelling where they break off and tell like each person's individual story, that's where it lacks. I love having Spider-Man in the Avengers. I think that's like, that's so freaking cool. I think that's awesome. But I also, like, I, I also like that, you know, this is almost like now with no one knowing who Peter Parker is and no one remembering him. This is kind of his way to be Spider-Man in the sense that Andrew and Toby were because he has no, he's fancy, actually, he has yeah. no fancy Stark tech. Yeah. He, no one knows him. He has no one on his side. So this is just a matter of, you know what, now he's going to be forced to start from the beginning. And we saw him swinging in, like, what's close, way closer to the OG suit. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, I was saying, yeah. I was telling my sister, like, that looks like it was ripped out of a comic book. Like, honestly, it looked like it was the, the original, like, one of those animated, the animated series, uh, the cartoons from one of those uh, series. The blue was just, was, like, spot on, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, they, they managed to set up so much in this movie that, but like, it didn't feel overwhelming. Like they managed to set up, you know, they, they set up a possibility for a live action Miles Morales with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I caught that with uh, Electro. He's like, I was oh, just yeah. hoping, I was just hoping there was a black Spider-Man. There's gotta be black Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man that was so funny. Yeah. Cause they have a game. There's a, there's a video game for, yeah. uh, for, for uh, Miles Morales. That, and that they did a nice job with those games too. Like, that's the thing. Different mediums, media, they they uh, portray Spider-Man in matter, Car- cartoons, video games, film, all that stuff. The comic books, it matters. I mean, they're important. And the video games do a nice job um, portraying the message of like who Peter Parker is. Peter Parker and Spider-Man are like two separate entities. Um. And I think, like, of all the comic book characters that live their life like that, like Bruce Wayne versus uh, Batman and uh, Clark Kent versus Superman, Spider-Man and Peter Parker have the best kind of separate arc. Exactly. They're so distinct from each other. There was so many, there was also just so many over, like, overlaps in this movie, like, just nostalgic when Andrew saved MJ and he almost broke down. I, I, was, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Because when I saw the clip of MJ falling in the trailer, I was like, oh, no. I was like, I said it. I said it as soon as I saw that. I was like, Tom's not going to be able to save her. And it's going to be Andrew Spider-Man that saves her. And it's going to be a moment. And I was yeah. right. <laughs> that- yeah, I, I, I was feeling like at that part, I was like, you could see like the way Andrew, like, his look on his face and stuff like how he acted in that scene. It was really good. I was just like, I was like, damn, that like feels, that feels hard because it it did hit hard. Like I was just like, damn, man, he wouldn't do, he got a second chance. He got a second chance. And the way that he grabbed her this time, instead of just relying on the web. And um, I know the way you said that Toby was like your, you know, you grew up with Toby. I didn't watch Spider-Man when I was young. I, but the first ones I watched, 
I had watched Andrews because my stepdad, uh, stepdad showed me go. Andrews. So the first Spider-Man movie, the first, that was probably the first superhero movie I ever watched was mm-hmm. Spider-Man. See, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 were the first superhero movies I watched. So yeah, there you go. I think Andrew, I just, I don't know. And I, again, I watched Toby's too, obviously. I love Toby. Just, and now everyone is switching up. The I've seen people that I remember saying that, I had someone on my on like my TikTok for you page that was like all of a sudden loves Andrew. And I remember them making a video like two months ago saying that Andrew was washed up in a bad Spider-Man. And I'm just like, interesting. Interesting. And now now that now he flips sides. Oh no, Andrew's great. Andrew's I've been best. fighting for my life for like six years here. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, they man, they they did a nice job, like kind of. Co- they didn't. They didn't like taint it. the The movie wasn't tainting the previous Spider Man uh, films. I and I really appreciated that. And I want to see. Uh, I think there's going to be another MCU Spider Man movie. They're I would like a, to see. They're supposed to make a couple more, like I think two or three. But I set it I, up I, like it. There was going to be a, a, a. I heard somewhere that MJ and Ned aren't going to be in them. But I don't know if true how true that is, but because that's that that whole scene broke me. I was like, just say something. I know, I know. And then I was just like, I mean, it's what you want, man. If you if you want to if you want to live your life like the rest of the the other Spider Man did, uh, then go ahead. As in, like, with no guy in the chair, no no guy talking to you in 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 your earpiece. No, you know what I mean? Like I have such suit. (laughs) Yeah, no, you don't have an AI in your suit. Yeah. Like that that's what I appreciated most about about like the spider about Spider-Man. Like he did it all on his own as a kid. Uh, I'm a big Flash fan, and one of the big things is that like if you watch the show, Barry literally cannot for his life do something on his own. Nope. Even though he's the fastest man alive, he always had Oliver Queen, the arrow, called this out and it's like, you can't do anything without something with that, without that uh voice inside your head, without that that earpiece in your ear, without someone telling you, Yes, you can, yes, you can, you could do it. I believe in you. <laughs> oh my god. Like really? You're the fastest man alive. Run. <laughs> it's not that difficult. <laughs> Not that complicated. Just run. Not that complicated. And I think it would be interesting to see how Tom matures. Like, he has a chance to just really, really earn my respect if there's another movie. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Uh, but, yeah. No Way Home. Good Marvel movie. But is it the best? <laughs> Remains to be seen. Remains <laughs> to be seen. I, I will accept Infinity War or Iron Man. Like, like uh winter soldier i saw cran just put out a list a tier maker of like the the marvel movies and he put winter soldier in s tier but he also put like ant-man and the wasp in s tier i'm like what what are you doing that's not I'm like i will tier. allow it just because winter soldier is in s tier yeah but this is just completely wrong this is no 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 you know like one of the things that is important when you watch a marvel movie is like if you believe in the hype if you if you're so on board with the hype of the movie that it affects your judgment of the movie so like when endgame first came out i was incredibly hyped for it i went out like the night it came or like 
the night after it came out with my friends, we went to like uh, a late showing. People were in the theater screaming, clapping at every like crazy scene or whatever. Um, I thought it was like it was like one of the best movies ever. And honestly, it Endgame is not. It, it, it's not one of the best movies. No, no. Infinity War is Infinity though, War. Was. Infinity yeah. War was like that movie you could go back and watch again. Yeah, Infinity Endgame. War I can't do it. No, it's, Endgame is first of all, it's too long. Way too long. I was with my mom, who's who's the extent of my mother's Marvel knowledge is she saw the first Spider Man with Toby. That's it. <laughs> so there we go. She was very confused. Um, but like I was constantly explaining things to her. I'm whispering to her. I'm like, that's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I went with her and she, she was a little confused, but like um, she okay, it was a sense she enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And again, her her Marvel knowledge is one Tobey Maguire movie. Like that's it. Um, you know, she was emotional at the end and it was it was just so much and it was like it was amazing it really was um but her main takeaway was i made her stay obviously to watch the end credit scene yeah her main takeaway was there are two guys named benedict in the cast (laughs) (laughs) i said what she was like i was like who's the other one she was like benedict wong and i was like oh i like I, i knew that but like i forgot his name it was really funny I was like Benedict. <laughs> Doctor Strange is is like one of the coolest characters, honestly. His I, wig so was cool. horrendous. This movie, though, what was that? What it was like wig? His, his wig in this movie. In I saw a picture of like it up close. Um, it was like it was like usually he has like that curl in the front, like kind of like off to the side. Uh huh. There's usually it was so put together. And it just looked like just a bad hairline. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, what is that? I was, that's like, that was like my one beef with this movie. And also, no. Jameson. I, it's not even that, like, his character, like, yeah, it pisses me off how he's up everyone's in everyone's business. But, like, every time he was on screen, it didn't feel like it was needed. Like, and like it wasn't his fault. Like, like it's not the character or like the directing fault. It's just there really wasn't a place for him. They like, tried to just bring him back just for fan service. It feels exactly. like I get what you mean. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It just it wasn't doing it for me. It just felt really forced. But like those are like my two well, my two of my only problems with this movie. Was yeah, I I love J.K. Simmons. A wig. <laughs> I love J.K. Simmons and I love uh, Jonah Jameson. Amazing character uh hilarious Hilarious. but yeah i will admit it did feel it did now thinking back on it it does feel like he was like a bit out of place and a bit obnoxious too you know what i mean like i mean i mean you know what's they didn't do it the way that that like um sam raimi did it you know in in the the 2000s movies and toby's spider-man movies but they i think they just brought it back just for fan service I was I was I was so happy when I saw him at the end of Far From Home. I was like, no way they brought him back. Actually, the same character, same actor. Oh, that's great. This is gonna be so funny. And then eh, it was all right. Meh. It was all it was all right. I will say I was 
expecting the entire time for Mysterio to show up. I did not think he was there. Like, I was waiting. Wait, waiting for Venom to show up. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for Mysterio because, like, originally when I first saw Far From Home, it's like, no shot, he's dead. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way he's actually dead. And I, like, I go into this movie expecting him to show up at some point, and he didn't, which I'm perfectly okay with. I hate him. So, I actually didn't think he was going to show up at all. I, I completely I, forgot I about him. I, I honestly, like, when they showed, like, the clip and at the beginning of him, like, saying who he was, though I will say it was really funny at the beginning when, like, he jumped out and was trying to get MJ out of there. The dude that just jumped off the car to try and mm-hmm. grab his feet as he's swinging, and I'm like, you just face-planted into concrete. <laughs> he tried to fly. It was really funny. Uh, do, do you watch, have you seen Daredevil? Yes. Yeah. I, I, should, so, I should probably ask my mom. I don't think she knew who that was. <laughs> my gosh. That, I mean, I, uh, the, it, for the longest time, it was like, it was just in the news. Like, is he going to be in it? Is he not? He's he rumored to be in it. But then he said he wasn't. And then he, Did like, you see he's not going to. He said, he said he knew for like five years that he was going to be reprising this role. Of course he did. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I, I loved him in, in uh, Daredevil. That show's great. I really hope Disney picks it up and continues it on Disney+. Plus. Really, really hope so. I love that show. Season three might was like one of the best seasons of, of TV I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, there you go. A Rangers podcast turned into not pizza, but uh, Marvel. <laughs> Usually, usually when we go off tangent, it's to talk about pizza, but not today. It's to talk about why Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man, oh. not Tom Holland. Okay, let's just say it's not Tom Holland. Okay, we can go with that. It's not Tom there Holland. There we go. The best Spider-Man is not Tom Holland. There we go. There we uh, go. They'd all do a great job. This is in conclusion, in summary. Toby, Andrew, and Tom all do great, great work with their... Um, performances as spider-man but toby might be the best (laughs) (laughs) all right uh but yeah that's it for us at ice cold takes this week uh merry christmas uh happy holidays uh i think we have one more episode before i think we should be able to get one more episode out before the new year so look forward to that and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.